Praise the Lord. Um, I'm also will preach based on um, Romans chapter 12, but I will just take one verse. In uh, my topic today, how to renew yourself or how to renew your fire for God. Um, I think everyone knows, so we need to fire for God. Uh, we need to um, be zealous for God. And Bible teaches how, how we can do it. So let's focus on uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 11. And I will start uh, preaching about how we can renew ourselves. Verse uh, Romans 12, 11. Not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So Bible calls every one of us to be zealous and to be on fire for God. For God. Uh, which means never fall behind in diligence, never be lacking in zeal, never be lazy while, while you're serving God, but always fire for God, flame for Him, uh, show the best uh, what you can to do for Him. And, but in reality, I think you, 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 uh, you probably will be agree, in reality, we all cool down, we all uh, experience the moments in our life when we, our fire fades, when we not flame into God like we did before. And what should we do? How we can renew ourselves? So what, what kind of, what we supposed to do just to come back? Because Bible says you need to not lag in behind in diligence, but fervent in spirit. So you need to continue to fire for God. So what we should do to, again, to fight for God. I know, guys, um, it's for everyone. doesn't matter how strong we are. No matter how strong we are, we still need to renew ourselves. Because every one of us, no matter how strong we are, we experience the moments when our fire fades. We experience that moment, and we need to know how we can come back, how we can again reignite that fire. And I, I want to give you guys, um, I will preach today about uh, four steps how we can renew ourselves, how we can renew our fire. But, but I want to just, uh, let's image in your head. So you know the fire is, is flaming, we have fire, yeah? And to fire to continue to flame, you need to do something. You need to take care about that fire. You need to put new firewood. You need to make sure so it's not a lot of ashes. If it's too much ashes, you need to remove it. Otherwise, it's, it's, this fire will be fade, fade out. So the same in our spiritual life. So we need to uh, continue to work on our fire so we can continue to flame for God. And I'll give you guys today four steps how you can renew yourself, how you can renew your fire for God, what exactly you need to do to renew yourself. I will explain you, give you some uh, signs which shows you need renewal or something wrong with my fire. Let's uh, first step. So the first what we need to do, it's always it's renew our heart. No matter what you can try to do for God, but if, if you don't change your heart, if you not clean your heart, 
your fire will, will, go, will go out. Because everything is starting from your heart. Everything is starting what's inside you. If something wrong with your heart, doesn't matter what you're doing, what you're trying to do for God, it will be a moment in your life, then you will, will be just be desperate. Because it will be no power, no strength, nothing. Because something wrong with your heart. So if your fire uh, fades and you want new flame, new fire, so what you need to do, you're removing ash, you're starting working with your heart, and you're starting to clean your heart. Um, what's the sign that something wrong with our fire? If you, don't, if you don't feel freedom in God anymore like it was before, if you don't feel joy in God like you experienced before, if you um, don't have aspiration for God, um, dedication, thirsty God like you experienced before. You don't have that, that uh, uh, zealous for God what you had before. This is a sign that something wrong with your heart. When you, uh, it's, when for you it's boring to pray, you, um, you not, you not see um, joy or it's not exciting you when you reading Bible or you praying or you come into church. When you come in, in church, uh, come into service and listen to the word of God, and this word is not making your heart happy, it means something wrong with your heart. When you listen to the word of life, but it's for you is boring, maybe like this is a science with showing something wrong with my heart. In my heart, it's too much ashes, it's too much dirt in my heart. So I need to clean my heart. I need to do something with my heart so I can again renew my fire for God. So let me um, show you a couple Bible verses and we'll explain what exactly we need to do with our heart. Uh, Psalms chapter 50, 51st verses 9 to 12. Psalm 51st verses 9 to 12. Psalm 51, verses 9 to 12. David prays, pray to God. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me joy of salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. So David calling and praying to God, he said, God, restore joy of salvation. Sustain me in you, God. Let's come back, bring me back to your presence. Don't, do not uh, uh, hide your face from me. I, and he praying, like, he, our main goal we want to experience joy in God. We want to experience that we are established in God. And, and to, to reach that point, we want to experience um, presence of God. Yeah? We want to experience presence of Holy Spirit. We, we all are telling, praying, and speaking about Holy Spirit. But exact, we want to experience by own, what does it mean to be filled with Holy Spirit? We want to feel presence of the Lord, yeah? We want to hear His voice, 
And what we need to do, like the first and number one, what we need to do? Repent. Everything beginning with repentance. Um, a lot of Christians not really understand, don't really understand importance of repentance. Especially Christians who has big uh, Christian experience experience they go and uh, attending to church for many many years for them the poor topic of repentance is something that they always trying to put to someone who just came to God or never didn't know God yet it says this is for them but the point if you're not experienced if you're not repenting before God no matter how much how long you believe in Jesus Christ you will, you, you will not experience renewal in your heart. Because only way how you can renew your heart is repentance. Every time when you're coming back, coming to front, coming to altar and kneeling down before God, you said, God, forgive me. God, renew your heart. We talk and we said we want to something change in our life. We want to experience uh, something more from you, God. But you know, everything is starting from repentance. God cannot do nothing with your heart if you do not humble yourself before him with repentance. We're talking about humbleness, but you know the humbleness before God is begin with repentance. Because repentance, it's showing that you really want changes. You want God to, to come to your life and do something in your life. And you come into God, you kneel before him, you said, God, forgive me. God, help me. God, I need you. God, I cannot overcome this. God, I did something wrong. I don't want you to do this wrongdoing anymore. And you come into God, and God starts renewing your heart. So repentance is the only way to return to God's presence. Sometimes we, we try to, to, to keep or to... Uh, to keep our own face. So like, I'm a Christian, I'm a good Christian. So why are you supposed to come to repentance? We are coming to church like good looking, nice, uh, everybody know me. And, and this is like what I all, often can see it. I, I, sometimes I can see like Holy Spirit touching people and I see that person instead to, to show steadfast against sin, they, they're trying to uh, show steadfast, just stay on their on, on seat, just not to come and just say, God, forgive me. Because for some people, it's like shameful. They're just tr trying to keep on face. Like everyone thinking about, uh, can think about me like I'm a good person, I'm a good Christian. But you know what? What is showing that your heart is renewing if you experience repentance? How, how I can see that people changing? When I see that people, if they're doing something wrong, they come into God, repent. And after that, they, they stop doing that, what they did before. But this is how we can see renewal. And if you look in what's exact, what exact David asking God, he said, God, blot out all my iniquities, wipe, wiped out all my iniquities, all my sin, all my, all my guilt. You come into God and said, God, Wipe out all my sin, all my guilt. Sometimes people, um, they did sin on a, in the past. They, they repented, they stopped doing the sin, but the feeling of guilt is still contained in their own heart. 
They're still feeling this guilt, this iniquity, guilt. Um, but, but David said, God, wipe it out. Wipe it out, all sins. All, all guilt what I have. But you see, like, uh, like I told you, God will do it in response of repentance. When we are repentant before God, when we recognize what we're doing something wrong, we need changes. We come into God and asking God, clean me. God, forgive me. God, change me. And God started wiping out all the sins. Everything. Second, he said, God, clean, clean my heart. Create in me a clean heart. You're asking God, change my heart. I don't want to to contain that sin anymore in my heart. I want to, to be free from that sin. And you know, and again, God will create that clean heart again in response on something. When, you, when you're asking God to clean your heart, when you're asking God to change your heart, you're trying to, you're fighting with sin. You're trying to defeat sin. You not agree to live sinful life. You're doing everything what you can to, to, to stop doing that sin. And at the same time, you're asking and calling God, God, clean my heart. God, create clean heart in me. And God, God's grace is coming when you're fighting. When you, maybe you can fall again. Maybe you will not defeat that sin. But God is coming to that kind of repentance. Coming to that fighting and giving you freedom. He changed your heart. He giving you totally new heart in that moment. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it doesn't happen like in one moment. Sometimes it's taken uh, months. For some people it, it happened in, in, in moments. For some not. But in, in one moment he asked God. He said God renew a steadfast spirit within me. So you're asking God, God, renew my spirit. So my spirit, renew my spirit in your righteousness. And you begin, in the same moment, you begin, or you try to live properly. You try to, to show your steadfast. Uh, you, you show, you, like, uh, you try to be steadfast in righteousness, but against sin. And God come in and start changing something in your life. Uh, let me show you one more Bible verse. Uh, what does it mean to renew your heart? What does it mean to clean your heart? It will be book, book of Acts, chapter 3, verses 19 to 20. Uh, book of Acts, chapter 3, 19, 20. Acts 3, 19, 20. Therefore, repent and return. So that your sins may be wiped away, in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus, the Christ, appointed for you. If you look into this Bible verse, it, it, it has purpose. Uh, why we need to repent, why we need to return to God. It has purpose. So the times of refreshments, Renewal will come from the presence of the Lord. We, if you want to experience renewal in your life, if you want to refresh your fryer, what you need to do? Repent and return to God. 
And again, these times of refreshments, renewal, is coming only when God wiping out your sins. As soon as God wiping out your sins, refreshment is coming, change is coming, new fire coming, new, uh, new, new, new strength is coming. Everything is coming when, when God wiping out your sins. But to do that for God, to wiping out your sins, he said, repent and return. So we need to repent and change our direction from sin to God. If you did something wrong and you recognize this is wrong, repentance means you need to change your direction from what you did before and doing totally different stuff. If you did sin, if you did something wrong, you need to change your direction. This is means repentance. You asking God for forgiveness, not because you just uh, not because uh, you just feel guilt, but you want to change because you decided to change your direction, your path. You don't want to live the same life, the same habits what you did before. And you come into God and said, "God, forgive me. God, help me." You change in your direction, and God starting uh, change your life. Also. How we can return to God. So you cannot return to God until you get rid of sin. Until you have fellowship with sin, with idols, and with uh, everything which connected to that sin. Uh, you cannot return to God. So return to God, it means rid off your sin. Rid off your idols. Rid off everything which connects you to that sin. Sometimes you need to do something really, um, not just said, God, forgive me. Like a lot of people come and they said, God, forgive me, but they're not, they're not trying to change nothing in their life. If you experience, um, I don't know, addiction, addiction from, for example, from social media, how you can read off that sin? Turn off your social media. Delete your social media account. Like if you have like uh, Facebook. If you're addicted to Facebook, delete your account. Read off. It means repent and return to God. Uh, Bible has a really interesting story when some people came to Jesus, believed in Jesus Christ. They started to do something like um, really interesting stuff. They, start, they kept coming, confessing their own sins, disclosing that their practices. And all people who practice, for example, magic, they brought all that magic books, put into fire and uh, burn it. See? So sometimes it's not enough just said, God, forgive me. Sometimes you need to do something uh, which can break this connection to that sin, something that can make you free from that sin. Sometimes, I don't know, like what you need to do, you can see uh, and look at what's, uh, uh, what's your chains. We try and uh, we asking God, God forgive me, but we often have chain. We chain by that a lot of sins, but from any other, like a lot of stuff. Like we chained by that. It's not directly that kind of stuff is sin, but because 
because of that stuff, because of that item, or because of that habit, you trapped into sin. You need to break the chains. You need to do something with that chains. Um, let me explain you one most interesting point. So repentance and return to God, it is confession and disclosing of your sin, as well as changing direction of your life. So you change direction from sin to God. And not only that, also is getting rid of everything what is connecting you with that sin. You're breaking the chain. And, the, and when you're doing that, God clean your heart. God create clean heart and new fire starting uh, flaming in your heart again. When you repent and return to God, you experience times of refreshments because of repentance. I'm, I'm just telling you guys, if you didn't experience real refreshment in Holy Spirit for a long time, it's only one way how you can experience that refreshments, repentance. It's no other ways. As soon as you come into God and say, God, I want something to change. God, something wrong in my life. God, I want again to experience new fire in my life. God, forgive me. God, change me. And this kind of repentance will bring the fire of God on you. Holy Spirit will come upon you. Because God will see your humbleness. And as soon as God will see your humbleness, He will send Holy Spirit upon you. He will send grace, which change you, refresh you, uh, reignite you again in God. This is the, uh, let's go to next step. Second step. You renewed your heart. What else you need to renew? Your prayer life. The first thing, the first what dies when your fire for God fades, it's your prayer life. It's the number one when you can see something wrong when your prayer life is gone. If, if there is no prayer, you lose your heart. You don't have a strength in your heart. You, lose your, you will lose your heart. When you will facing uh, troubles, hardship, you will lose your heart. When you don't have prayer in life, you're not praying, you will experience depression, sadness. The thirst and desire for God will fade out also. Reason why people don't want to to come to church, why people don't want to read Bible. One of the reasons, because they don't have a prayer life. Because their prayer life is dead. As soon as you pray life, I'm not talking a prayer when you become an all together and we pray in a church. I'm talking your own prayer life. When you and God, when you're praying to God and nobody else involved in that. If you don't have it own prayer before God, so it, it means it will be always consequences. It will be no fire for God. How you can fire for God, how you can renew yourself in fire of Holy Spirit, if you never meeting with Holy Spirit, with the fire of God in your personal room. So, we need to keep and renew our prayer life, and we need to do it all the time. No matter how we're feeling, we should pray. Prayer is not nothing to deal with your feelings. 
I don't feel good, I'm not praying. I'm not inspired today, I'm not praying. A lot of people like acting like like child. They don't want to do something, they don't do it. But 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 you, you understand the prayer is the same like you you uh, like you need air to stay alive because you need to oxygen come to your body. Same is prayer. If you don't pray, you you don't receive it oxygen life from God, and you will die. Maybe you will not die at the moment like uh, people who not uh, don't receive an oxygen, but but spiritually you will die. Earlier, sooner or later, you will die. Your, your fire will be fade out because you don't have prayer life. And again, it doesn't matter how it's hard. We need to pray. We should to pray. Even if it's too hard. Even if we don't have time. Even if you're going through some hardship, troubles, problems, you should to pray. The most hardest time in the life of Jesus Christ, you know the, what he did? He prayed. When he's supposed to go to cross, before the cross, Jesus Christ took his three disciples and went to prayer. He went to mountain and he prayed. Let me show you uh, this Bible verse also. It's will be Matthew chapter 26, verses 38 to 41. Matthew 26, 38, 41. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, So you could not keep watch with me for one hour? Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into, into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Like I told you, even if you are not... If you feel in depression, if, if you are deeply grieved, if you are suffering, if you feel in pain, doesn't matter, you still need to pray because Jesus did. Pray every day, no matter what. Pray like Jesus did. No matter how hard it is, you need to pray. You need to discipline yourself to pray. And I'm, I have a couple questions on this point. The first question, how long should we pray? Where should we pray and why should we pray? How long should we pray? What do you think, guys? How long should you pray every day? Is it any, any set uh, time how long it's supposed to be? Or it's up to you guys? What do you think? Let me see. Uh, five minutes prayer. Is it enough? Okay, 20 minutes. Is it enough to pray 20 minutes a day? Okay, if you, say, if you think it's enough, you can just raise your hand. You can see who thinks it's enough. Okay, nobody. I think you guys are on the right path. If you, 
30 minutes. What's about 30 minutes? Is it enough to pray 30 minutes a day? One hour. Okay. <laughs> I see only one person who agrees that one hour a day, it's at least the amount of prayer what you're supposed to have. Okay. <laughs> so Jesus asked him, so look at what Jesus asked him. He said, so you could not keep watch with me for one hour. I'll tell you how, how long Jesus prayed. He prayed three, three hours on that prayer. He prayed three hours. But for his disciple, he asked him, can you at least pray and watch with me for one hour? It's, it's, it's a minimum, it's, it's barely minimum to have your uh, real prayer life to pray at least one hour. Maybe you guys don't agree, but this is what Bible said. Like, for example, Daniel, he prayed three times a day, about one hour every time. So it's about three hours also. So the minimum, how much you're supposed to pray, how much time you should spend with God a day, it's at least one hour. At least one hour. Okay. Uh, I know we excuses ourselves. I'm the same like you guys. Sometimes I'll excuse myself too. I don't have time. I'm so busy. But in reality, we have time for everything what we want to do. Yeah? If I want to go to camping, I have time. If I want to go to vacation, I have time. If I want to go to restaurant, I have time, yeah? You want to go to Starbucks, I have time. But when we come into point prayer, we said we don't have time. We're so busy. Jesus was busy also, yeah? And Jesus, what do you think, who was busy, more, more be, much more busy than we? Jesus? Oh, we are. How much work Jesus did a day? He didn't have, for three and a half years of his ministry, Jesus didn't have any vacation days at all, any days off. Seven days a week, he served people, he preached gospel, healed people, teach disciples. Seven days a week, for three and a half years, Jesus didn't, care, didn't take any, any days off, any vacations. And he spent all day with people and his disciples. And what he did at nighttime. At nighttime, Jesus prayed. Sometimes he prayed whole night, sometimes not. Like, I, like, uh, like you see on this uh, uh, prayer on mountain, Jesus prayed at least for three hours before he was uh, crucified. Let me ask you the next question. Where to pray? Where should we pray? Do we supposed to have any specific place for prayer or not? Okay, who think we need to have specific place to pray? Can you raise your hand? One person? Two person? Okay, how you can find out um, um, 
right or correct place for prayer. Let me show you again what Jesus said. So Jesus take, took his disciples. He went to prayer. He asked the disciples to pray with him. But Jesus didn't pray with disciples. He brought these three disciples, asked him to pray with, them, with him. But he left them and went for a little bit from them and prayed. They didn't pray with Jesus. They didn't see Jesus in that moment when Jesus prayed. So what, what do you think? What, uh, why Jesus did that? Because you need, to have, you need to learn to have your personal secret place for a meeting with God. It's not place when you pray with your family. With, uh, it's your own place when you can pray. When no one involved in your prayer. In, in Bible says when you pray, what you need to do? It says go into your inner room, close door, and pray to your father in secret. Yeah? And the father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So you pray. You need to have your place for prayer. If you don't have your place to prayer, you will never, you will never build your prayer life. It's, it's critical. How long, where to pray, and last question, why should you pray? I probably will finish on this point. I know I have two, two more steps, but I think it's, it's enough. Why should we pray? It says, Jesus says, keep watching and praying. Why? That you, you may not enter into temptation. Why prayer helping you to overcome temptation and not to, to lead, uh, to get into temptation? He said, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing, is mighty. When you pray, when you spend time with God, your spirit becomes more stronger and mightier. And so temptation cannot overcome you and defeat you when you pray. That's why we need to pray. If you want to overcome sin, you need to pray. The number one reason why people fall in sin, because they're not praying. Why a lot of Christians fall in sin? Because they're not praying. And I'm telling you guys, this is like really important and critical moment. If you're not spending time with God... Even if you will be seven days in a church, seven days a week, will be in all services in a church. It will not help you because you don't have your personal meeting with God. Yes, when we meet together, when we gather together, it helps us. But you see, if you don't have your own fire, you cannot make that fire even bigger because you don't have your prayer. I understand sometimes God, when we gather together, when we pray for it, lift it, up, lift it, lift it us up, yeah? But what you do when you live, live in the service? You will go to home. What you will do, guys? Are you promise God today, God, I will pray every day? Or you will just be like before? Okay. Let me finish. And we will pray right now. <clears throat> I still have a two more steps, but I'm, I'm not, it's enough for you guys. So now you need to, if you want to renew our fire, we need to repent. 
And number two, we need to learn how to pray. We need to pray. Prayer is number one. When I'm coming, you see, I'm, sometimes I'm really disappointed when people call in like prayer meeting or prayer service. But in all two hours, it's only like 10 and 15 minutes prayer at all, all together. And now, is it how you can call this prayer meeting if for two hours you just pray for 15 minutes? Or is it said it's worship? How can you worship if you, if you your worship, in worship you're not praying? If you're not uh, praise God, if you're not glorify God, how it can be worship? How you can call, like when you sing in two songs, it's worship. If it's uh, between songs, everybody just uh, quiet. It's not worship. Because if you don't have a prayer, if you don't pray, like, it's no life. How, like we think, I heard your songs, just really great, very powerful songs. But you know what's the, what's the lack in that songs? No prayer. How you can think about Holy Spirit if you're not feeling, in, you're not praying in Holy Spirit? How you can... Sing and shout all the earth to the Lord, but you see, it looks like nobody shouts or shout. I, I don't understand when you're singing something like joyful, something which should lift you up, but it looks like you all, like everyone, like all down. Why? You know, my answer is really simple because it's no prayer. It's no prayer, it's nothing else. Do you want to have really powerful service, powerful uh, sermons, powerful worship? Guys, start praying. When you use, you're supposed to be uh, on fire already. But sometimes I look into youth and I'm much older than you and I look at guys, why you so young, you don't have any strength in yourself. It's like... Like you come into service, and for you, like it's you on dying on service. Let's re refresh ourselves. Come on. I'll stand up and I'll pray. Refresh your fire. If you need to repent, if you feel like your heart needs to re refreshment, I challenge you today. 